0: Hello and welcome to the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsiah Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. The Jesus Witch Podcast is a show dedicated to opening the conversation about including Jesus in witchery practices. The goal of this podcast is to not be evangelical, the goal is to spread the love, light, truth acceptance and oneness that is jesus christ himself here at the jesus which podcast we believe all people are loved by god and all people are loved by jesus we believe in community and the power of fellowship we believe in giving whatever you reasonably can to help your neighbor who's in need and above all we believe in the power of creating a relationship with jesus that is authentic and unique to you join me for new episodes of the jesus which podcast every single monday and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app
1: So this week on the Jesus Witch Podcast, we are doing another Deconstruction Diaries episode with one of my friends, Mary. Mary, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Hi, I'm Mary. Um, You can find me on the Discord. as Anmar9. That's kind of like my online name. Um, But I'm excited to be here.
1: I'm excited to know that there's an actual pronunciation of your username, and it just wasn't...
2: So it's um it's a little it's cute, it's kind of cute when you know the backstory of it. So my husband's name is Andrew, and when oh we decided on an on online presence, yes. uh, his yes. stuff is Anmar uh, with hit with another number, and mine is Anbar nine. so it's kind of like our couple's name.
1: Oh, that's cute. I Yeah, it's your little ship name. That's cute. It's a little like ship that. name, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So obviously, we are having you on to do a deconstruction diaries episode. So you have a deconstruction story. Uh, before we get into that, let's talk about your history with like religion and Christianity. What does that look like for you?
2: Yeah, for sure. So um, earliest experience with religion is when my family was going to a Catholic church. So like. It was kind of an interesting situation because when I was really young, my dad didn't really want to go to church, but my mom did. So my mom was like, fine, pick whatever church you want and we'll go to it. And then he picked a Catholic church, trying to call her bluff, thinking that she wouldn't be willing to go to a Catholic church. So when I was in like mm, pre-K kindergarten, my whole family converted to Catholicism because both my parents were stubborn. (laughs) so that's um I if I that first... doesn't sound like a Catholic
1: I don't know what does right there like that is so like every Catholic I know is
2: so freaking so- I mean maybe that's my family
1: because most of the Catholics I know are my family anyway I digress <laughs>
2: So that's, that's how I ended up in the Catholic church because uh, of a fight between my parents. So that was like my first experience. And I like remember having like Sunday school and stuff. And I remember like the first time I learned about Jesus was like an infographic that was like a bridge and like Jesus was the cross to God. And so like, that's how I like first remember being introduced to that kind of stuff. And then um, my parents got divorced and because they didn't want to go through the whole Catholic way of like getting a, a divorce and old, we just stopped being catholic we were just like okay we're not gonna be catholic anymore because we don't want to get there they don't want to get there to marriage and um so then uh there was a long time where my family like didn't participate in religion in any like official way but uh I kind of did and now that I think about it now being a witch I'm like wow this is like uh definitely definitely like um flash forward because I had a picture of Jesus that I put in a corner of my room and like at like seven years old I had a Jesus altar um not, did not know what I was doing just like Jesus was like hey I want to spend time with you and so I was like cool I'll come sit in front of this picture of Jesus and talk to Jesus so <laughs> Um, but eventually I asked my parents, I was like, Hey, I really want to go back to church. And my mother picked a Southern Baptist evangelical church where I learned about hellfire and damnation and got really uncomfortable purity culture, uh, stuff, um, thrown my way. And that's how I spent most of my adolescence and into my early adulthood was like the very hardcore, Hellfire and damnation. You're a sinner. You're a sinner going to hell. Don't make the men in your life stumble by showing shoulders kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, the really great stuff to have like during those super formative years, you know, I personally got like hit with that more so from the times I was like 18 to like 21, 22. And I feel like still even that like four year period, my brain was formative enough that it was like, oh, wait you know what I'm saying? But like, I can't even imagine being younger. And especially like somebody who, like from your story, you were saying like, you asked your mom to go back to church, like this was a desire of your own. So to Mm -hmm. like have that desire, and then it kind of turn into that, I would assume wasn't the easiest thing to cope with.
2: Yeah, because I had already had a relationship with Jesus. Like I was talking to Jesus in my room for a long time. And I was just like, Hey, I'd like to go participate more as like a family. And I, I didn't even have a concept of like different denominations. Like I was too young to understand that. Like, I was just like, I knew Jesus. I didn't realize that we were like Catholic and we couldn't go back to being Catholic. So I didn't realize that we had made a major shift in how we practice Christianity. So I was just like, Oh, so this is like how it is. Like, this is how I'm supposed to know Jesus. And it really messed me up because I was just like okay well I know Jesus and I know Jesus is good but like I really feel uncomfortable in church so that was a pretty dark period
1: yeah and you know like I know a lot of people have had traumatic experiences with the catholic church but from what like I'm understanding from you like what you're kind of saying it wasn't really that traumatic and if you think about it right like you setting up a Jesus altar at seven that's very catholic like all italian like catholics like we they all have like shrines to mother mary in their yard or saint anthony and then there's always like jesus pictures in the house like my mom just taped up a new jesus picture in my childhood home the other week it was really great i like walked in and she's just standing there and i'm like oh hello <laughs> yeah so, that's a catholic thing um
2: sorry i cut you off no you're good i'm just thinking like my experience with colossalism was pretty good like i remember yeah. understanding like who Jesus was pretty well like I think if my family had not left that I might have been pretty happy as a Catholic I think I'm not sure but like yeah no I yeah I I honestly
1: agree and it's like it's you know if you're in a chill enough Catholic church it really is just witchcraft light. You know, like, my personal Catholic church, the one that I grew up in, is so, like, so ritualistic, and, like, even though, like, I got kicked out of there because I asked many questions and whatnot, I um, still feel very at home there, and it still feels like a very safe place, and, you know, it, it like, it's so ritualistic. You go in, and you light candles, and they smoke cleanse you, and you, it's like, come on, guys. We're all, like, having a, like, a freaking witchcraft service right here, so it's, like, it's fun, um, but then there are, like, aspects of the evangelical churches, even though they're, they are really hard to be in, that are, like, fun, you know? Like, I personally love evangelical worship, like, music. I would, like, I would go to Hillsong concerts all day long if I could. Like, that's just, like, literally, like, I love that vibe. But
2: at the same time, it's so toxic. <laughs> I went to Winter Jam growing up, so I'm there with you.
0: And now a quick break from our show to talk about a few different ways you can help support the Jesus Witch Podcast. One way you can help support the creation of the Jesus Witch Podcast is by becoming a Patreon supporter of the show. Every supporter of the Jesus Witch Podcast on Patreon gets access to our monthly community oracle card readings, as well as access to a secret Discord channel in the Jesus Witch Church. In that channel, you can leave any Jesus Witch questions or suggestions that you may have, and it's just a better place for us to connect as a Patreon community. We currently have five different patrons here for you to choose from to help expand your knowledge on Jesus and Christian witchery. The first tier that we offer is the Mercury tier, and this provides written transcripts of each episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast to make them more accessible and easier to take notes from. The next tier that we have is the Fool, and that provides early access to the Jesus Witch Podcast as well as ad-free episodes. The following tier is the Magician tier, which helps to expand your Jesus Witch knowledge with tarot spreads to help you connect with the Abrahamic Pantheon and monthly Bible-based spellbook pages. In the Hierophant tier, we go even further with Bible-based spell work. Each month, members of this tier get access to an additional Bible-based spellbook page. I also send you a mini spell kit every single month with the ingredients to cast your spell. With this tier, you also get access to a monthly spell-casting circle that happens over Zoom where we cast the spell together and it's a really fun time. Our final tier is the High Priestess tier. This tier gets everything from the previous tiers, as well as a one-on-one call with me over Zoom every single month to talk about your practice, where it's going, and what your goals are spiritually. Another way to help support the Jesus Witch Podcast is by shopping at the Sun and Moon Jesus Witchery Shop on Etsy. Over on my Etsy shop, I offer talking to Jesus tarot readings, Christian witch mystery boxes, Bible-based spell oils, astrology readings, and so much more. You can also help support the creation of the Jesus Witch Podcast by sending a donation directly to my PayPal or Cash app. You can find the links to both of those or any of the other ways to help support the Jesus Witch Podcast in the show notes page. And a quick reminder, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcasting app you're currently listening to us on. And give us a rating of five stars because that helps to get the word out about the show. If you would like to connect with me further, be sure to join our free Discord group, The Jesus Witch Church, and give me a follow on TikTok and on Instagram at Lena the Jesus Witch. Now let's go back to our show.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I was looking through my Instagram memories yesterday, like the uh the archives on your stories, and I found a video from like a church party like yesterday, like five years ago or six years ago or something, maybe seven years at this point. I was at a church like rave. <laughs> I was partying and listening to worship music and partying. It was just, like it was fun, you know, but it was fun. <gasps> um but it was, I mean, like, the the whole, like, structure of the church was bad. But the, those, those aspects were fun. And I think that that's how people, that's how they get people to stay in, right? They create those, like, really big um, places of, like, fellowship and, like, of community. You know what I'm saying? That, um, you know, that's, like, the bread and butter of those evangelical churches. And it almost, they sometimes, like, at least mine, you really weren't allowed to have close friends that were outside of the church. So mm-hmm. they make it, like, your sole social connection and I feel like that keeps a lot of people like hooked for a long time um yeah yeah but anyway sorry we went on a little tangent there but um (laughs) so you were saying like you know this is where you got introduced to this like hellfire brimstone Jesus and it like didn't resonate with you so like when was it that you really realized that like you could not keep going to this church and like you wanted to start deconstructing and finding something different
2: So it was a slow process for a few years and then it was like really rapid. So when I went away to undergrad, when I went away to college, I stopped going to my mom's church and wanted to explore my own like churches and then didn't really find anything. And then I came back home and got a job and I found Elevation, which I know you've heard of. Um, and I really liked Stephen Furtick. Like we, I went to Elevation for a few I years. I love and-
1: Stephen Furtick. It's yeah. horrible. I, I, and I know because he's like a pastor of a mega church or whatever. But like, I'm so sorry. I have never seen somebody preach like him. Like mm-hmm. the way he gets so fired, you know that that man has touched the Holy Spirit in some capacity. I don't know what because he's a you know he's a mega church man and he has a million dollar mansion and you know I don't, I don't know, oh. but. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, if we're gonna listen
2: to any of the mega church pastors, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I I was an elevation member for a long time and I technically still am. Like I still get the emails and stuff, and I will still like occasionally listen to one of the elevation podcasts. So I'm like not completely like separated from that. Um, so that's where I found myself for a lot of like my early twenties. And then my deconstruction journey really started the was it twenty twenty? 2020 yeah around the COVID area so I lost both my grandmothers in 2020 and to give you some context I live in South Carolina I am in the Bible Belt and I have very southern grandmas who um, were (laughs) like very very involved in the whole like uh what do you call it like conservative version of Christianity. So of course, you know, our services that we went and the, the funeral services for both of my grandmothers ended up being very like, you know, come to Jesus type services. Um, and I remember I was already struggling because I had lost both of them within the span of a couple of months. Like one was in October and the other was in no one was in April and one was in October. So pretty close. And I remember I cannot really distinguish between both of them because the sermons were so similar, but I know that in one of them, I was sitting there and right in front of me was my aunt who is a, a gay woman and her fiance, another woman was sitting there. And the sermon, the, the, the pastor was like making eye contact with my aunt saying like, you need it. If you ever want to see your grandmother again, if you ever want to see this woman again, you have to repent of your sins and come to Jesus. And like, he wasn't saying that she needed to stop being gay, but like the sermon was very much like, "Stop your sins now, or you will never see your grandmother again." And
1: I'm, I'm like literally like over here, like absolutely dying. Like that? Are you are you
2: fucking serious? The I'm not even exaggerating. Me. I'm not even exaggerating. Like I was so uncomfortable, I couldn't even mourn because all I wanted to do was hug my aunt and tell her it was okay
1: oh that's crazy I am so sorry you had to experience that especially at such a vulnerable time that is not Christ like oh my god
2: and it was a fear tactic it was like it was like no Jesus or else and I was like that's not my Jesus (laughs) and and then another one I'm not sure if it was the same sermon my other grandmother it was a sermon of like like knowing the Bible, and it was like it's kind of that of like Bible is end all be all, like absolute word of God does not falter. And he said something along the lines of like, if you know whether or not you should beat your wife, check the Bible and the Bible will tell you. And I remember being like, if you need religious instructions to know whether or not it's okay to beat your wife, you have major issues that are like beyond the scope of like this sermon. Yeah, I
1: love all the, the Christians that are like, because I have Jesus, I don't murder people. I think you need Prozac if you think you're going to murder people. Like, what? You don't just need Jesus.
2: You need therapy. Like, are you, like, <laughs> what? Like, I was like, like I, even if I didn't know Jesus, I still would not feel the need to murder people. Jesus yeah. is not what is keeping me from murdering people. My morality is what's keeping me from
1: yeah. You know, like, you know, knowing that that's a really final decision and that that's like, you know, like what, like, why would you do that to another person? Like, if that's like, if that's what's keeping you from like doing like, you know, like it's, it's, I, I don't know. That's like the whole thing. And I understand. So there's like little things, right. That like, okay, you can attribute to Jesus. Like, I don't lie because I don't, because I believe in Jesus and he says it's a bad thing, but that is really not the same level of, I don't beat my wife because
2: I believe in Jesus. What? Okay. Yeah. So those two sermons, those funeral services, like basically I walked away going like, so I have known Jesus for a long time, but I'm done being a Christian. I was like, I cannot along- align myself with these kind of people anymore. And which was a really scary thing for me because everyone in my life is a Christian. My husband's a Christian. Like everyone in my life is Christian. So like the fact that I was like done with Christianity, I had to keep a secret. So I spent a long time, about a year or so, self-describing myself as an agnostic. Because I was like, I can't say I'm an atheist because I've felt spiritual power in my life. But like, I can no longer say like, I believe in like the Christian God because of my experiences with Christians. Um, so I spent that way for a while and I had one friend who actually is Catholic, but she's like a very open-minded Catholic. And I, she was the only person I felt safe sharing this with. I was like, Hey, I'm not sure if I believe in God anymore. And she was like, okay, cool. So what are you going to believe in? And I was like, I don't really know. And after that conversation, it was like, Oh my gosh, I have permission to search now. Like my whole life, it had been Christianity or nothing. So I was like, now that I was no longer adi- identifying with Christianity, I was like, oh my gosh, I get to like, look for my own stuff, which was a really cool freedom feeling that I had never had before. Um, so I kind of started like looking around and I had been thinking about myself and I had thought about the fact that like, I've always, for many years, I've been really into like essential oils. I've used them for therapeutic tools and At like the local Renaissance Festival, like I've always really wanted to go get the tarot readings, but I was like, oh, no, that's of the devil. I'm Christian. I can't do that. (laughs) So I was like, okay, now I'm not like bound by those laws anymore. Like I've given that up so I can go explore these things. So I started um, looking things up. And the very first thing I looked up was I found a series of introduction to Wicca, like the religious Wicca books. I think Lisa Chamberlain is the author. Um, and I like read those three introductions to Wicca in like one night, I spent like six hours reading and I was like, okay, so like witchcraft is actually a thing that people do. And now that I'm not a Christian, I'm allowed to do it. So I was like, cool, let's, let's try witchcraft. Let's, let's go. Um, so I went to my local metaphysical shop and was like, tell me about, teach me about crystals, teach me about incense. And I like dove in full force. Um, and then this was around Halloween when of this past year when I was like, okay, I'm a witch. Like I'm going to self-describe myself as a witch. And then I started doing spell work and I was like, I don't feel anything. Like, I, I don't know who I'm connecting with here. I was like uh, the Wicca, this, the, the Wicca is very much like a, a matron and a patron. And I was like, so I'll, I'll talk to like, you know, I just kind of said like mother, like mother moon, like, but I was like, who is, who is my patron? And I, like explored like trying to connect to different deities and like I kept getting Jesus like smacking on my door over and over again and I was just like no we're not cool you have a very conservative following I don't like your followers I'm not talking to you anymore and then like eventually at some point he was just like but you knew me you have known me for a long time you trusted me and I kind of like got smacked in the face with Jesus being like you are mine i have claimed you since birth you can explore but i'm always going to be here so i was like okay all right what do i do and then that very next day after i was like okay i'm going to talk to jesus again i was scrolling on tiktok and i came across one of yours that said something along the lines of like the it was a joke of like give me 10k or send my dms to the jesus witch church Oh. <laughs> that was the first one I saw and I was stopped in my tracks because I was like what the hell is a Jesus witch and I was like no what <laughs> so I immediately joined the discord discord like on the spot and then I like consumed all of your podcast like I watched like twenty a day or listened to like twenty a day. Oh no, um, that's so much of my voice in your ears. I literally had the 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 little intro of yours like pretty much memorized because it was like the goal of the Jesus Witch podcast is to not be evangelical. <laughs> like I knew it. It's too good. Oh my god. So um, yeah. So I feel like I ever since then I I, I accepted. The idea of witchcraft in Halloween of last year. And then I think I officially decided I wanted to be a Jesus witch around the holidays. And the first like Jesus spell work I did was little like ornaments to go on my tree.
1: The little baubles. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody's sharing those in the church.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the first like Jesus spell work I did. And I remember just being like so incredibly happy and spiritual and connected to God that I was like, yeah, this is it. Like, I'm home.
1: cool it's fun I like doing spells with Jesus they're fun and they usually don't explode like the ones I do with other deities (laughs) no I love that story oh my gosh and that's funny that the first one that came on your fear for you page was the (laughs) yeah
2: that was the very first one and it was like the, the Jesus witch church and I remember being like what is a Jesus witch church
1: yeah it's it's our discord group for those who are listening listening and they don't know and so we have a bunch of different channels in there we have like a general chat and then like obviously like things to help people with deity work and spells and all that good stuff and we like hang out in there it's a really fun place and it's pretty active too which is really cool um so that's that's really cool um uh, sorry, my imposter syndrome doesn't know how to how, like compute that Jesus moved church was actually a big part of your story. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so what, I mean, like we have like, I think I have a, a little bit of an idea and I think listeners have like a little bit of an idea but what does your faith look like now? Like who are the deities that you specifically work with? Are you like, what kind of spells do you like to do? Like what's your opinion on the Bible? Like what does your faith look like as of today?
2: So I'm still exploring and I'm I'm in my baby witch phase, like I'm exploring and learning. So like anything I feel like I tell you right now may not be the same in a few months, but like,
1: I did the episode of meet Lena, the Jesus witch. And I did a whole practice thing, right. Boundaries and like what I do, my my practice looks completely different. And that was a year ago. So you're even like, it, when you're not a quote unquote baby witch, which I think we're probably all baby witches for like the first probably ten to fifteen years of our practice. Like let's be let's be real, right? Um, but it's gonna always evolve. So your story's always gonna evolve and like what your faith like uh, looks like is always gonna evolve. That's that was my point. Anyway.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So like I'll answer, but like I know it's not a it's not a permanent answer, but it's just like where I'm at right now. Um so right now, like I I'm very much like, a, I work with Jesus primarily, but I was very interested in the divine feminine. And uh, so I've, I've read the the book, the When God Had a Wife, and read the Proverbs 9 about, I think it's Proverbs 9, uh, about wisdom and, and her influence and stuff. So, like, I'm experimenting with that. Like, right now I have two deity candles on my altar. I have a Jesus candle, and then I just have, like, a divine feminine candle. And like sometimes I ask for wisdom, sometimes I ask for Sophia, sometimes I ask for Ashra, sometimes I ask for Mother Mary. Like it's I really don't know where I'm at with that. I'm just like, cool, well, whatever female deity wants to show up, you're welcome. <laughs> like um, and a lot of my practice just kind of revolves. I'm learning, I'm currently learning tarot. I'm um and just recently became out of the broom closet to my husband um and so my best friends and my husband know I'm a witch but like being in the bible belt it's not really safe to be open super publicly um but yeah that's that's where I'm
1: at I think that's cool and I don't I don't think that like people really have to be super public I think that like TikTok puts like a weird spin on on people's practices because everybody's like I'm so witchy all the time sort of thing but like ultimately I don't feel like you have to wear a label on your shirt that says I am a witch and like show that to every single person that you meet kind of thing you know it's it's your faith is your faith and your faith is meant to be a personal spiritual practice even like in the bible Jesus would go a- away from the disciples and pray and have his own time with God and have his own spiritual practice like he didn't share with other people so I think that it's completely fine I don't I don't think it's like I, I mean like as much as it's like the broom closet I don't think it's like really hiding as much as just not sharing you know your faith with everybody and being like and this is almost wow this is like now that I'm thinking about it it's kind of I feel like us that come from evangelical backgrounds where like there's that heaviness and that um you know what's it called like highlight on sharing your faith and evangelizing and like you know you know ca- you know going and making more disciples baptizing people of all nations sort of things. when we become a witch and we want to have more of a personal practice and something more close to our chest you almost like feel bad about it because you're not talking about your spiritual practice everywhere but like in reality do you really have to like it's really like I don't know that's that's something that like actually as I was speaking that out like kind of I kind of like put two and two together there and I'm like huh a good point um if I do say so myself (laughs) kind of (laughs) um but do you have any final advice for the people that are listening to us here today
2: final advice um I guess the big thing that I've learned for myself is like you're allowed to not believe things you hear like If you're, you're allowed to like pick and choose from sermons, you're allowed to pick and choose from books. You're allowed to pick and choose from friendly advice. Like your spirituality, you're allowed to like take different pieces of the puzzle and put together your own picture.
1: Yep. hundred percent agree. I have nothing to add. That's perfect advice. That is take what resonates, leave what doesn't. Perfect. Yeah, pretty much. That's that. Um, so anyway, thank you so much, Mary, for chatting with us on the podcast and sharing your story. I really appreciate it. And I I loved hearing like everything, um, you know, how your faith has changed and like where you are now and all that, all that good stuff. Um, and I appreciate you, you being here and I appreciate, you know, the Jesus Witch Church being such a big part of your, your story. Thank you so much for allowing us and allowing the community to do that. Um, I appreciate it. Um,
2: But anyway, if people want to find you, where can they find you on the internet? So most of my socials are more for like me and my family. So like, if you want to find me in a Jesus Switch way, just find me on the Jesus Switch Discord. My name there is Anmar Nine A N D M A R the number nine.
1: Yeah, and and Mary's fairly active within the community, so you'll you'll probably see one of her posts as soon as you hop in. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm usually the one there talking about mental health stuff because that's my that's my job I'm in school to be a therapist so like I'm there talking about that
1: that's cool that's awesome um but anyway
2: thank you for being here I really appreciate it thanks for having me it was really cool like I'm kind of like fandoming like I'm gonna be on the podcast <laughs>